Does a fearsome and frightful creature stalk Missouri and Arkansas Ozarks? The beast is the size of a large bear with a muscular body, when upright, towering over 10 feet tall. It has long horns like that of an elk or a deer, shaggy long hair and glowing red eyes, and a chilling howl that is described as a woman's scream and a wolf's howl, where it gets its name, the Ozark Howler. Or Black Howler, Nightshade Bear, the Devil Cat, my favorite, (laughs) the Hoo-Hoo. The Hoo-Hoo. Please stay tuned. From a child born into this world, we are taught what to believe. Close-minded, we become fearful to be deceived. Still, we desire to know what lies beyond that locked door. The art of the storyteller, conjuring tales of legend and lore. History hidden, lost knowledge, things forgotten, and the unknown. These are the things that direct us and will set the tone. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Nightmares on the Lost Highway. The Ozark Howler. This is an interesting one that kind of takes place in our neck of the woods, so to speak, here in the southern Missouri Ozarks. Uh, also includes Arkansas, Oklahoma, and as far south as Texas. Yeah, when we when we started this podcast, we, we kind of made a rule for ourselves. At least one out of every three or four had to be sort of a local tale. Yeah. Try to keep it home base a little bit. Well, despite of its size, as mentioned, uh, the size of a large bear, very muscular, often... It's on all fours, but can easily stand upright, being 8, 10 foot, maybe even 12 feet tall, depending on uh, the, the descriptions. There's, a, there's a supposedly even possible sightings of the, the Ozark Howler might be mistaken Bigfoot sightings, just for that reason. Ooh, interesting, because yeah. the Ozark Howler seems to be a lot of traits that seem to be reoccurring. Obviously, it has horns, and they mention two horns, kind of like a, a stag, an elk, some do mention a deer, glowing red eyes, and a long, unkept, kind of shaggy black hair. Uh, and then obviously the howl that it has, which has been described as a woman's scream, a wolf's howl, kind of that elk's bugle noise. But whatever the sound is, they said it's extremely eerie and just kind of blood-curdling screams. Now, despite its size, the reports often say the similarities that it's able to leap, run, climb, spring without leaving tracks or very little sound. So the the grace of a cat. So possibly even maybe a large mountain cat well, or something. I, I even have that here in my notes that a lot of people will describe it as being great cat, cat-like in shape. And yeah, definitely a cat's agility, moving silently, definitely. jumping, leaping. Yeah, and they're saying this thing can climb trees. Uh, being able to leap like 12, 15 feet. Now, a lot of people or most believe that this is a unique, one-of-a-kind creature, uh, which explains why there's never more than like one being spotted at a single time. It's not like any sightings that I'm aware of, they've come across like a group of these or or anything. Yeah, they're always one-off sightings. One-ofs, yeah. Now, a lot of possible origin stories on this. Uh, one origin belief is this creature is that of dark black magic a cursed soul or possibly even a skinwalker or a wendigo some people believe this creature is possibly a black cat familiar uh, owned by a dark witch who lived in the missouri ozark area 
Some folks believe it could be a, a branch of the hellhound or even the black dog of death of British folklore. You know, seeing the black hound supposed to be ominous and per, you know important of doom or, or death. Hellhounds, I've it's, heard. Uh, it's even in uh, the Harry Potter movies. Yep. Cerebus, Cerebus, however you want to yeah. pronounce it. Another possible origin is that it's being a flesh and blood creature thought to be extinct, possibly similar to that of a saber-toothed tiger, uh, which remains have been found in the Missouri-Arkansas uh, area and surrounding states, and maybe somehow it has managed to uh, survive. But that kind of contradicts the I've only seen one of them at a time, because mm-hmm. obviously there would have to be a family of them. Some people believe it could be possibly a, a displaced hyena, or maybe, uh, maybe wild boar or eastern woodland bison that's just kind of in the wrong spot. Another kind of fourth possible origin is that it's a hybrid crossbreed, kind of like what you were touching upon. But it's actually believed to be very docile, which a lot of the sightings that you'll see are actually all of them. I've never saw where it's been attacking anyone. It, it now, frightens people. It scares, say, it scares them. people. It definitely has an air of aggression about it. But yeah, it never seems to attack anybody. There's no tales of that. And the thought is it could be like a herbivore and, you know, not even a meat-eating uh, creature whatsoever. So there's there's a lot of possibilities out there. We do know the first documented sightings, at least that I could find, was by none other than Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone. Himself. <laughs> It continues to trickle down all the way into present day, but Daniel Boone recorded two actual accounts of coming across this creature while in the Missouri-Arkansas Ozarks. Yeah. The first uh, was 1810, while hunting just north of an area that's now Cuba, Missouri, where he wrote uh, his sister-in-law stating he had shot and wounded a creature. He had tracked it, but has never been able to find. Yeah, he never found any evidence that he'd killed it. Yeah, but he did believe he shot it. Now, his second attempt was actually in 1816, his account. He was hunting in the area of the Platte River, uh, where many accounts stated he actually shot and killed the creature. Uh, I even found a reference where he said he had the head stuffed, and it was hung in his trophy room for many years. However, there still does not seem to be any photographic proof of that or any proof, just kind of wise tales or stories passed on. Now, uh, obviously, there, there are more sightings, and we can even start skipping up. There seems to be a pretty big gap. The next the next sighting I have is just kind of a 1950s headline, kind of a one-off. It just describes the howler as a goat-like creature that, that they had encountered. And then I, I skip up to another little quick anecdote in 1980, where a truck driver had pulled off for the night, and he read about this, this one. eerie howl of this creature, this... I mean, how do how do we just a combination of wolf's howl, elk's bugle, hyena laugh? I mean, the the howler is known obviously Woman for its scream. howl, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't remember if it said he saw the howler or not that night, but that he'd for sure heard it. In uh, my research, I had come across it was 1980s. Truck driver reportedly pulled off the side of the road. Uh, in his headlights, a large, long hair black cat, as he described yeah. it. Yeah with a pair of straight horns and glowing red eyes crossed the road in front of him, staring up at his windshield. Uh, It was reported to be nearly 10 feet in length, not accounting for the long tiger-like tail. Now, the horns keep coming up, and as we know, you know, you and I, most people, you don't have any kind of breed of wolf or cat or anything that has horns on its head. Common to the Wendigo mythology, though, seems to be antlers. Right. Now, the Wendigo is typically human humanoid shape. But the, the antlers seem to be a common part of that, that vision. So 
there are certain stories of the Howler that describe it as a, a shapeshifter. I think you touched on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, cursed family lines and things like that. So, you know, when we talk about the Howler, I think we we typically talk about it as a creature. Yes. Uh, sort of benign, not, not really attacking anybody, not killing anybody. But it could be. Maybe it ties into Wendigo folklore. Uh, and this truck driver reported that as basically a large cat-like, which does go back to the saber-tooth type uh, witness accounts, too. Yeah. Um, I, I had stumbled across, I thought, kind of an uncanny story I wanted to share here real quick, and I call it the church story. Uh, in the late 1890s, there was a church in Arkansas that had a stained glass window depicting this monster. And I thought, huh. how odd is this? While many thought this was strange, the church officials stated that they just wanted to honor the local history and the beliefs. The stained glass stayed present in the church until a new minister was hired many years later, who was not supportive at all for anything not of (laughs) Christianity, and demanded it be removed immediately. Now, according to legend, uh, the historic account was within weeks the church burned to the ground once that stained glass window was removed. See, that there, there seems like there's more of a supernatural element to some of the sightings. For sure. The, the locals believed it was due to the howler retaliating due to the lack of respect for its, its place in the Ozark tradition. Now, I got to admit, I mean, that took me back to underworld kind of aspects. I mean, a church that has a stained glass window with it, that, that does sound a little creepy, a little weird. I, I'm not trying to, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to belittle anybody's church of choice or anything like that but that is kind of strange that's that's kind of bizarre a little bizarre but as you mentioned there there kind of seems to be segments and there was a kind of a large pause it seemed to be like in the 1940s 30s era not a lot of sightings i did find one in the 1940s a group of world war veterans had settled in an area in oklahoma to build their homes uh apparently it overlapped into howler territory uh, they say that the howler was reported to attack and destroy personal property to the point the families retreated. Now, this was the only incident I found where it actually mentions attack. It didn't seem to be on any humans, but kind of some livestock. Uh, they mentioned that it would uh, destroy the doors on the barn. It sounded like more of a predatorial creature trying to get in to get livestock, goats, and, and stuff like that. Uh, but that was 1940s. Uh, 1950s, I did find an account, a small little newspaper blurb. Uh, Several hunters reported seeing a large black goat-like creature that moved like a large cat, again, that reference of the cat, uh, into the woods, often stalking and following them on many occasions to the point where they said, one, the area they used to hunt was very full in uh, animals and stuff to be able to hunt, and all of a sudden it just kind of went dormant, like there was nothing left in the woods. And so they would go out, and then they felt they were the one being hunted. So they quit hunting that area and, and moved on. A lot of the encounters that I documented were more, I don't want to say practical, maybe, but... Believable? Just, <laughs> yeah, anecdotal, more, a little more believable. In, 19, in the 1990s, there were a rash of sightings uh, that were unfortunately proven to be a hoax. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, by, one of, by a university student, Lauren Coleman prominent cryptozoologist uh, even came down to investigate he believes the howler in general to be an absolute hoax but he said this doesn't this, this little set of sightings of course didn't help anything but it was an actual orchestrated hoax just to prove that people would would buy into buy the, into the story yep yep then uh 
Between 2005 and 2010, the, the howler was spotted many times. There was a family living north of Van Buren in the Boston Mountains of Crawford County. They had set up trail cams after they had spotted what they thought was a cougar. Uh, they even supplied images to the Fort Smith TV station. It shows a big cat similar to a cougar. Of course, a cougar out of place. This is in Arkansas. Wildlife officials will tell you there are no cougars in oh, Arkansas. Oh, no, absolutely. Can't have those. Uh, we can even, I, I can even give some anecdotal evidence. You know, they, they say that we don't have mountain lions, we don't have cougars. Whatever. Um, and if you contact Missouri Conservation, they'll tell you we don't have a breeding population, and maybe we don't. Maybe we have a transient population, but I, I've heard some anecdotal evidence of from, from even friends of mine of mountain lions being sighted. I, I have there personally been some spotted one. Yeah, yep. there have been photos recently. A friend of mine even talked about having uh, a friend of his had a couple of big dogs that he kept in like a six-foot pen. Mm -hmm. And something got into the pen without opening the door, killed both of the dogs, and, and took one of body. them out. Okay, yeah. And uh, that is definitely mountain lion material Absolutely, there. yeah. So maybe howler sightings, they describe a big cat, maybe, and it, I mean, it's always black in color. The only thing so, that doesn't match there is that it does say the howler has a long, stringy, shaggy-looking hair. They, Where, I mean, they know, even describe some descriptions have a goat-like beard. Like you said, you've got yeah. a goat-like appearance. But very so, uh, prowler, quiet, stealth mode kind and, of and similarities. And a, a mountain lion or, or cougar definitely fits that description. During that same 05 to 2010 time frame, there were sightings in eastern Oklahoma and uh, uh, near Dar and then also sighting near Dardanelle in the Arkansas River Valley, uh, where they describe strange sounds similar to a hyena laugh. Hmm. So now I went back. Uh, I found a, a little blurb in 1998. There was a very vague report of uh, in the Branson, Missouri area, of some hunters killing an unknown species. Uh, it matched the Ozark Haller report that they had killed this creature. However, ironically, this is 1998, I couldn't find a single photograph. So I, I can't say it really added a lot of sustenance, but it was local. They said they killed it, and yeah, maybe I have to chalk that 1998 time frame, you're talking, you know, the Internet was, was kind of, what well, was the infancy? It was definitely available. I think something like that might have popped up. You would have thought so. Now, 2015... I don't know if you touched on this one or not. Uh, there was some hikers reported spotting a creature at Devil's Den State Park. Yeah, I, I hadn't talked about that, but I do have it listed. Uh, that was in Arkansas. Uh, some photos had surfaced, uh, but I must say <laughs> this resembled more of a mangy dog without hair. No, I, I will say the photos. Photoshop deer antlers put on it. Yeah, 2015 in, in Devil's Den State Park near Yellow Rock Trail. One, the pictures do not match the accepted description. If you not look it up, all. you will see. You can find these pictures on the on the internet. This is like cute and cuddly version. It's like somebody took little, uh, you know, antelope antlers and put them on their dog or something. Yeah, I mean, and like if, a little beagle like dog or yeah, something. Yeah, if the Ozark Howler is going to be this monstrous beast that's like a big cat going around killing things and being intimidating, this little thing, if it come running out of the woods at you, you just run over and kick it. Yeah, yeah. And be done with it. <laughs> It's now, like the, the joke I make where if you're going to own a dog, you got to own a dog that's small enough to fight if you have to fight it. Now, I did find in 2017, uh, White's Creek Trail, that's a few miles north of Arkansas border uh, in a Mark Twain National Forest, off of County Road 163, it was late October in 2017, Martha and Max uh, Winchell, uh, they were a young couple visiting from Kansas. They were walking this loop when they were confronted with a strange beast. 
a dark-haired, horned creature with glowing eyes ahead of them on the trail. They turned around and hurried back to their cars, having no idea uh, what it was, but the animal followed them. Now, reportedly, hearing this piercing howl as they unlocked their vehicle and jumped inside, they learned later that this area of the White's Creek Trail is well-known habitat for the Ozark Howler, and several sightings have been made there through the years. Also of interest in this area is a cave that has bars put over it to, uh, according to a sign outside, to protect the rare Indiana bat species. However, it's speculated that maybe the bars are there to keep something else (laughs) in the cave. Kind of a a similar story from 2011. Uh, Newton County, Arkansas. Husband and wife both heard the howler. They both heard it on separate occasions within hours of each other. Uh, this would be May 28th and 29th. They were camping in a local RV park. Uh, at one point, they uh, had gone off for a hike across a, a valley there. And while they were hiking, they saw something pacing them a short distance away. Large, dark colored. Mm-hmm. Uh, they decided to go ahead and head on back because they were a little concerned. <laughs> and this creature kind of paced them the whole way. Now, they went to, they went, they finished the rest of the day uneventfully, went to bed. And about 2.15 in the morning, they were awoken by the the howl, the howl of the howler. The blood-curdling scream. And uh, there were multiple campers that that also, like, they, they woke up. And they said they could hear other people looking around, saw flashlights in the dark, hmm. trying to figure out what was going on. And then I also have one last little, just short, 2016 uh, spotting of the Ozark Howler. After dark on Pump Station Road near Lake Springdale uh, in Benton County in Arkansas. Just a sighting of the beast. Nothing, nothing. Again, like, and I don't know if that you've gone through all your sightings, but none of them appear aggressive. They don't have a lot of, there's no attacks. So Maybe on livestock, but definitely not on human. And even with the livestock, it seems to be very vague. I did have a couple more I wanted to share. Uh, it was down in the Boot Hill of Missouri, uh, kind of near the Branson, Arkansas border. There was a young couple, natives to Missouri, and one night, uh, the wife was out on the front porch, and if memory serves me correct, the husband was in the music industry, so he had a lot of uh, recording devices and stuff. She would often go out on the front porch and maybe have a cup of coffee or smoke a cigarette, and she heard these howls. Now, the thing that was interesting about this was it was totally contradictory to what we've talked about. There were multiples, like one would howl, and another area another would answer. Now, this goes back to Sasquatch type stuff is where my mind went. It definitely uh, does have a, a ring of Sasquatchiness. Yes, yeah, squatchiness. But she decided, I mean, this occurred so many times that she just went and got some of her husband's equipment. I mean, it was like a nightly ordeal that she went out and recorded it. The husband was finally kind of intrigued. You know what? Why do you keep bringing this out here? What are you doing? And one night in particular, they mustered up the courage, I guess, took a flashlight and went down to one of the spots where they were hearing this and had an encounter themselves. And they described it as a stocky wolf cat cross. Uh, Did mention glowing eyes. There was no mention that they were red or not. Uh, Mangy, stringy, dark black hair. Uh, they did mention the traditional horns and said it leaped from one side of the ditch across the road to the other side of the ditch and didn't touch. So, I mean, you got to consider probably at least an eight foot, I mean, a small trail road anyhow. They later rushed back to the house 
And they had been recording, like I said, the sounds for quite some time. Well, they contacted an animal tiger wolf expert from, uh, it used to be called Exotic Animal Paradise. I think now it's been renamed. Oh, yeah, no, it's, I don't know what they call it now, but yeah, your Exotic Animal Paradise. It used to be Exotic Animal Paradise. Uh, like, like Wild Animal Safari, maybe? Yes, or Wild like Animal that. Safari, I think that's it. Well, they got this gentleman to come down and actually listen. And again, this is the this is the person who would care veterinary wise, feed wise for all the animals there, especially wolves, uh, big cats. He listened to the sounds, and again, being familiar with all those things, he said that that sound, the sounds that they had recorded, did not match a wolf, did not match a big cat, uh, and therefore he was unconclusive of what it could be. But that kind of was interesting that that was the first sighting that I could find where there seemed to be multiples that were answering uh, one another. My last report that I had was uh, July 27th, uh, 2018. And this was a conservation area up near Newburgh, uh, outside of Rolla, Missouri. Now there we have Terry Shrout and Dean Grain. They had spotted the creature while they were shining a flashlight in the direction of the sounds that they heard while they were out walking in the evening. So this thing stood upright, uh, rising well over the height of like seven, eight foot, the tallest member of, of the group, and that it leaped across the span uh, of the road, the span of about 15 to 20 foot, landing with the grace of a large cat. Uh, it said definitely they saw the famous long horns, uh, long stringy black hair and the glowing red eyes. Now they said this thing was almost traveling in the trees, however. Uh, they had startled it or it had startled them uh, kind of in a ditch, but said it leaped up into the tree and then across the road almost into another tree, which again sounds very cat-like uh, to me. Uh, again, and we described this thing standing upright, which, I mean, I know bears are known to do that. Right. And we have black bears, of course, in this in this area. Yeah, I mean, canines can, wolves and dogs and whatnot, but they don't do it as a matter of like, like a dog doesn't just stand up on its back legs for no reason. Right. And and cats, I don't think... I don't think they could do it gracefully, at, at least. Yeah, I mean, those are not animals that typically do a standing upright on two legs, which is, is where you get possibly um, some encounters with the Ozark Howler, maybe Bigfoot or Sasquatch or whatever you want to call it. Right, right. Now, some people have speculated, we mentioned bears, that it could be um, some form of a hybrid black bear that has longer hair. But you these, know, red eyes could be the reflection of a flashlight, but obviously no bear has horns. I was going to say, you keep going back to the horns and the antlers or whatever, and it's just... Yeah. And like, I've heard bears, they don't really sound like a woman's scream. Being a native of Missouri, I've been out coon hunting and stuff, and I've... Uh, like a bobcat is what comes to mind, because a bobcat will... I mean, it'll bring the, the hair on the back of your neck up. It sounds like a baby or a woman screaming. Well, I know we, we said we'd talk about anecdotes if we had to share them. I do have a story from years and years ago. I would have been uh, 10, 11 maybe. So I would have made my brother 6, 7 years old. We were in bed going to sleep. I think we were the only ones home at the time. And I remember hearing, like, we, we didn't have air conditioning. So we had the windows open. We lived kind of in the country. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing this blood-curdling scream. Uh, just scared me and my brother. I remember us huddled under the blankets, daring each other to look out the window to figure out what that was. <laughs> Double dog dare you. And, and then, of course, you know, mind plays tricks. We could swear that we heard something under the window. And, you know, 
maybe we did, maybe we didn't. Maybe it was windy and it was moving the grass or whatever. But I remember hearing the scream. There's this god out that scared us. Scared us. So the next day, being the intrepid young folk that we were, we were going to go investigate. We want to find out what we, what we heard or saw. So we went down by my, my great-grandfather's pond that he had, which was the adjoining property, because where else would you go investigate, sure, right? Sure, sure. Of course, we weren't supposed to be by the pond, so we were definitely, we were investigating. <laughs> but I do remember finding large prints in the mud along the banks of the pond were far larger than any of the neighborhood dogs. I mean, my, my grandpa had a, a Pomeranian. I think my, my great-grandpa had a Spitz, which, you know, I mean, those are small medium. dogs. Yeah, small to medium. Small yeah. to medium. But these prints were probably four or five inches, to oh, the wow. best of my memory. Now, filling in the gaps over the years, I've always said that maybe it was mountain lion or whatever, but... right. Not being able to say with 100% certainty, maybe maybe I had a howler encounter just outside of Lakeway, Missouri. Oh, there you go. I guess the only closest thing I can relate to, and I wouldn't call it the howler, but definitely mountain lions. Uh, we used to live out East 32 uh, here in an area by Hidden Valley Lake. And growing up out there as a teenager, I uh, one summer I bucked hay, made a little extra money, and I would help a neighbor lady down the road uh, till her garden. And on the first incident, I was talking to this lady and her husband had passed away. She had mentioned that one night uh, before they got their house built, they had a mobile home trailer. It was right down by the river. I mean, literally, you could throw a rock out the back window and hit the hit the water. Uh, she said uh, her and her husband was laying in bed one night and they heard this just, they said it sounded like a sack of potatoes that was dropped on their roof. Uh, they both just kind of sat straight up in bed. He, he grabbed a, a shotgun and whatever this was, it was walking across their roof, but said it was so heavy, it, it sounded like it was like going to come through the roof with every step. And said uh, the husband, you know, opened the front door, had a little front porch, and uh, potted, you know, pointed the shotgun directly up above and said a mountain lion literally peeked its head <laughs> over and looked at them. They immediately shut the door and went inside. Yeah, but we don't have mountain lions. We don't have mountain so lions. That now, never now, that would have been back in the... <laughs> Well, the time frame that she was telling me, probably the mid-1970s. Fast forward to 1987. Uh, I was bucking hay one night down in that same vicinity, uh, actually adjacent to that property. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. I was riding my four-wheeler back home. I uh, had worked all, you know, all day. I was drenched, wet with sweat. There was this shadow, is the best way I can describe it, in my single headlight on the front of this four-wheeler, you know, vibrating as you're going down the country road. And I'm like, what in the earth is that? And it was this jet black shadow. And it crossed from like its rear end was touching one side of the ditch and its head was touching the other. And the best I can describe it, it was a black panther. I mean, it was a dark mountain lion, which again are supposed to be extremely rare, yeah. non-existent. But again, it was in that same neighborhood. So to me, it would stand to reason that that could have been part of the same family of, of big cats. Uh, but it just took its time. I slowed down. You know, it took its time. I slowed down a little bit. It kind of looked at me and then just darted, jumped over the fence. <laughs> you weren't worth it. But uh, I was like, here I am riding a four-wheeler at three o'clock in the morning on a lonely road. And it's like, yeah, I'm getting home quick. So I kind of wanted to cap off. I did find this, we'll say, a little fireside tale. And uh, we'll say that it'll be a preview of things to come. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a late October night in the Ozarks. If you're from this part of the world, you know, it's a cool night. Things are a little chill. You got your, got a 
bunch of fur trappers. They've spent their day out there on the rivers and in the woods. Come back to camp just to settle in for the evening. Uh, you know, sit around the fire, maybe sharing a drink or two and talking about their day and unwinding. And then out in the woods, this this horrific screaming, wailing, keening sound that sets your teeth on edge, but the, the hair on the back of your neck stand up. What is that? Is it a woman? Is it a child? Is it an injured animal? They don't know what it is. They sit there in silence for a moment. They hear noises around them in the woods. One man reaches for his rifle. The others follow suit. They don't know what's going on. Uh, You step out into the woods. Come face to face with this shaggy black beast. Red eyes. Horns. The Ozark. What's the fear in you? You know, it's... it's, uh, What is it? Is it it a cursed person? Is it a Wendigo? Is it Sasquatch? Prehistoric thought to be extinct animal? Some kind of saber-toothed tiger? Hybrid cross? I don't know. There's certain things we may never have the answers for, but uh, definitely this is legends and lore that still thrives and lives to this day. Very, when you very have, plentiful accounts. Have sightings all the way up to 2017 that we've talked about here, and I'm sure it was with any unexplained phenomenon. The people that come forward, there's probably more stories of people who don't because they don't want to be ridiculed or made fun of. So we may never know, but yet this is just another example of what you might find on tales of the Lost Highway, Nightmares on the Lost Highway. I think you get that just a little bit wrong every time. I think I do. <laughs> I'm going to have to work on that. I would like to thank uh, Alex Tudor, who has been helping us uh, a lot uh, with our endeavors on this podcast. You can call him our producer at this point, I think. Our producer, electronic recording technician. Uh, um, he's uh, the one that's setting up all the mics and the hardware in the background. And then Bill Weirs is going through taking his time to try to clean and edit this up and uh, give us the best possible version that we can present to you folks. want to thank everybody involved with that. 